0: From the backstretch at Saratoga, this is Loose on the Lead with Steve Vick and Seth Merrill. Loose on the Lead is sponsored by... Good morning and welcome to on the lead on this Sunday morning, the day after the Travers, uh, fabulous Travers Day, great weather, big crowd, best crowd since 2019, so a little breakout from the pandemic. Uh, record handle yesterday for a Travers day 55 million the previous record 52 million all sources over 49,000 uh as the uh, announced attendance so it was a really special day with some really great racing and the day after means loose on the lead here on a Sunday morning Seth Merrill and Steve Bick Steve good morning Seth good morning looking sharp I like the jacket thanks so much <laughs> <It> <laughs> means a lot coming from you I was waiting for like a, a rejoinder
1: <laughs> No, like you, you look ve- you look fabulous, and <laughs> and, like and for the first time this season, no, for the first time this season, the blues don't go, but it's all right. I thought it was a whole blue look. Well, it's, it's it's we're it's blue, all right, uh, but it, it, it it's just uh. You, uh, it's you're so close, you come. so it's, it's encouraging that we, that we make small incremental gains every season. And, and, and you know, by the time uh, the network dissolves, uh, you'll, you'll be sartorially splendiferous. Yeah,
0: that's what we like to hear. That's what we like to hear. Uh, great day yesterday. Um, yeah. Just some overall thoughts, and then we'll hit the play of the day. But uh, overall thoughts on the day yesterday. I thought it was a lot of fun.
1: You know, it, it's hard to go wrong when you've got the kind of star power that was lined up. And not all, not every star came through, but when you then get a chance to analyze, and we're going to go through the races right now, you know, when you see Jackie's Warrior run from a figure standpoint the second best race of his career and get beat, okay, that's on the square. Latruska, you know, she ran basically the same race she ran last year. This year wasn't good enough. You know, there were some things that we'll get into, uh, the gate, They did her a real disservice. She was rocking back and forth. She was on the back like this when the gate popped. And and she, you know, it was awkward and she came out funny. Uh, So that kind of compromised her. Uh, But then when we get to the, you know, to the feature, the race that everybody walks away, you know, thinking about and talking about, you got something very special. And we wanted a defining performance. Uh, to go into the fall and we got it. Not only did we get a defining performance for the three-year-old group you got a performance that resonates up into the handicap division for the Breeders' Cup Classic uh, there's no telling now where this is all going to lead because Epicenter runs that kind of race at Kingland he can win the Breeders' Cup Classic so everybody that was anointing Flightline, and we'll see what he does this week, apparently he had a work. If you didn't see Jay Pribman's piece in DRF, pull it up because Jay said it was frightening, What, what essentially what Flightline did yesterday at Del Mar preparing for the Pac Classic. I, we have said this for months now. Everybody has got other outside you know, issues in racing. The racing is taking care of itself, and the racing has been terrific coast to coast. And things are setting up for a tremendous last third of the year. Uh, and I thought this went a long way towards that end.
0: Yeah, all the divisions this year were shaping up to, to put forth a very good summer. And that was kind of, we got the exclamation point yesterday uh, up here at Saratoga. And, and we'll hit on some of those. But before we do that, why don't we hit the uh, DePaulo play of the day. Let you give out something for uh, this afternoon. All right, and,
1: and uh, you know, I'm, I'm like uh, blind without a cane uh, on, on the DePaula play of the day this year. I got five seconds, and, and I haven't had a win. So I've got, what, one, two, three, I've got four more chances, and so I better put the pedal down. And we're going to try Col- uh, Colosio, Colosio uh, with Wayne Catalano. And, by the way, Catman comes in here, sits in here last uh, week. What did he do? He gave you a winner at Ellis Park worth about $17. Uh, We're going to go right back to Wayne because Colosio is a horse. He did a cameo on the Friday at the races with me and he gave out three horses at Ellis uh, or two horses at Ellis and Colosio who he said could not be coming into this better. Second North America. He said, put a line through the first uh, try in North America. He thinks this is a big talent. And uh, listen, microphone, Chad Brown, the horse to beat, obviously, at 2-1, to one, uh, is probably a likely winner. But at 12-1, to Colosio is kind of dirtied up, kind of obscured, and he's a play of the day for me. That's my kind of key so, horse. So race 5. Race 5. Race Colossio, 5. Not okay. race 9. Number at, 7. By the end of the meet, we'll have everything correct we'll have the right race the right number the right horse or the right odds but it'll all mesh uh by day 40.
0: (laughs) we hope Uh, uh, wishful thinking let's uh let's get back to yesterday do you want to save the drivers for ron and work back work uh work our way start take a look at the sword dancer
1: yeah whatever however you want to do it yeah because let's let's tell you what's going on here um we have ron winchell uh, yeah, Ron Winchell's joining us in about 10 minutes and will not only celebrate the success of his operation, and I've talked extensively already about Ron's prospects. I mean, to have all the tappets that he has and, and all the tappet mayors whose best cross is coming with Gunrunner. <laughs> so he's he's going to be a font of success for years to come. And now here's Epicenter, of course, that uh, seems poised as uh, to be a three-year-old champion. Ron Winchell joins us. We'll also talk about Kentucky Downs that he purchased a couple of years ago. Ron Winchell this morning. And very pleased that we could encourage and convince Sean Clancy to join us this morning. Sean has had a star-crossed summer, things going along swimmingly, and then uh, at home a a tragedy a, 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 from a property standpoint uh the historic barn on his property burned down and it, it is kind of thrown sean uh if you've been reading his columns in saratoga special it's been very difficult so uh he's up for a few more days he came back after being home for two plus weeks and so uh we're gonna we're gonna well, see if we can Cheer lift, him lift his spirits. Exactly. Because was
0: it last year or the year before? The Sean Clancy visit here was maybe one of the most raucous uh, loose it, it, on the leads ever. It was. Ever.
1: And I think that's the only reason that he agreed to do it because he's been he's been a little yeah. understandably a little uh, yeah. It's been very tough.
0: All right. Let's take a look. Uh, yesterday's sword dancer. Uh, Favorite in the sword dancer was Broom. I was a little bit surprised, but it's a European, and folks, you, tend to, you know, Aiden O'Brien, Ryan Moore, who uh, about the seventh race, I looked out of the press box, and Ryan Moore and Terry Meeks were taking a walk all the way around the turf courts. Uh, so Broom wound up to be the favorite in here, wound up fourth. Um, but, boy, a nice late run for, from Gufo, who defends. With the late run under Joel Rosario, Mira Mission runs second, and Soldier Rising runs third in here. Nice performance, though, from Gufo, Christophe Clement Traney. Uh The Blinkers went on uh, yesterday and gets it done, as I say, in a repeat after having won last year. Um, with Last year was a lifetime best buyer figure, so he likes this race. Uh, he likes the track, uh, likes the surface. Uh, a very
1: nice uh, first and third for Christophe Clement because Soldier Rising, who was basically last uh, uh, until the turn, uh, it ends up rallying to be third in here. Mira Mission ran a terrific race. Uh, there were a bu- seemed like there were a bunch of us that were looking for Mira Mission in that spot. And from the ten hole, lost a little bit of ground. Had to be used a little bit. But uh, listen, the best. That was part of what went on yesterday. The best horses won these races, and you. That's what you want. Uh, you don't want uh, to be in a situation where you say, well, so and so had this and that happen, and. You know, probably was best. No. Uh, guffo comes here and uh, repeats. Uh, Joel Rosario, of course, uh, with a terrific day, capping it uh, with the Sword Dancer Travers double. Uh, and uh, Christophe Clement and Otter Bend Stables, uh, a very nice repeater in the Sword Dancer. C.C. will
0: try to repeat in the ballerina. This afternoon, yeah, afternoon. trying to get come on on the show, but trainers are oh, no, no, we have work, turf work, so we've work. got
1: very many working on the turf. So I'm want, sorry, want uh, you can cool call out. me for
0: radio. I'm saying cool out. <laughs> uh, the. Uh, Ninth race yesterday was the personal ensign, you know, field of five. But, boy, uh, who else do you ask for a quality field of five? As you alluded to, uh, we're watching Clary Air. just was never in it, given the start and banging into the gate a little bit beforehand. But search results, I know some people like search results, and that horse looked very good. Uh, coming into the lane and in the stretch, but Malathat rebounds from what I had Todd Kletcher in a couple of days ago, and he said, and he said right after the race, Malathat, given the situation in the shoe V that day, very hot, very humid. He thought she was a little bit listless in there. She still ran well in the shoe V. She ran better yesterday.
1: Well, uh, yeah, she she absolutely righted the ship. Uh, search results coming out of the Molly pitcher uh, did everything but win, essentially. Latruska, I thought, kind of uh, girded herself uh, a little bit for the fall, because it it's pretty clear that Fausto Gutierrez really wasn't hundred percent sure where he was with Latruska. Uh, but she comes back, runs uh, obviously more than a credible third in here. Obviously, with Clarier, you know, basically never getting a chance to be involved. Uh, this is this is kind of a murky it's kind of a murky result to some degree. You know, frankly, it'll probably, uh, you know, make things that much more interesting for the distaff staff when we get uh, to Keeneland. Uh, if anything, this result seems for me to, I don't want to say anoint nest, but doesn't nest, uh. doesn't nest come out of this looking like, uh, you know, a, a, a major, major factor uh, for the distaff staff. Yeah. So, uh, this was—it was unfortunate. I talked to Scott Blasi this morning. Scott was upset that, that they didn't wait and back her out, let her settle Clarier, and then reload her. Yeah. What that would have been the thing to do. Yeah, no, that was unfortunate. Nice win though for. You know, listen, we're not going to have Shadwell. Not going to have those blue jackets with the with the white epaulets uh, around forever. Uh, Shea Camden's daughter is, you know, continuing a little bit. Uh, so nice, uh, nice win for Shadwell.
0: Jerkins yesterday for the three-year-olds, and uh, it's great that they honored uh, the Chief uh, Alan Jerkins with a nice grade one like this. Always fun to see. Um, But the the, uh, subdivision, kind of fun subdivision of uh, the three-year-old sprinters uh, faced off yesterday. Would Jack Christopher rebound after a little bit of a disappointment in the Haskell? That's the way it worked out. Uh, Number six, Jack Christopher gets it done. Gun 8 runs second. Running son of a gun runs third in here at a big price. Conager fourth, but Jack Christopher uh, rebounds uh, to get uh, the fifth win in six career starts in yesterday's Jerkins.
1: Well, it, listen, he he absolutely was uh, the horse to beat by a huge margin. The public uh, wasn't going to buy in to any other uh, you know potential storyline. And at one to two, Jack Christopher you know wins the race that if he wasn't going to be as effective going two turns. Then it became obvious this is the plan, so uh, big win. Uh, very happy for Backey and Isbister and uh, the people involved. But of course, Ger- uh, Gerald uh, Isbister and, and Jim Backey of uh, Backey of Sub Zero fame. Uh, it's a it's a big win. One of the biggest wins of their uh, ownership tenure and uh, for the Munnings Colt. Uh, basically, you know I. I, I could almost make the case. I would think people will start making the case. Let's see where he, you know, how he finishes the year. But he's he's potentially a three-year-old champion finalist, right? I mean, he's, yeah, sure. he's one of the three, isn't Cyberknife, Epicenter, Jack Christopher, yeah, sure. right? Are the three best uh, three-year-olds. What a great job by John Toscano and his team to get this third with Run and Son of a Gun, who's a claim for 40,000 and has been just terrific. Third in the Amsterdam, follows up with this. If you if you follow my analysis, I, I picked him fourth and I said, running son of a gun is a horse that can get a share at a huge price. And he made the triple and the super sing. Uh, actually actually cashed a ticket using him in a reverse tri-key. When I did a Jack Christopher, all running son of a gun, and it was the best—it's actually the best result of the day for me. Uh, so I, I, you know, horses like this. It's funny how you can—we do we usually mostly use this in the Breeders' Cup, the reverse trikey, big prices. Figure out a pace scenario. Look for a horse like this that you know that that can clunk up for third and build the ticket upward, not downward. And. In this case, you know you had a very likely winner. Then just fill in the middle with everybody, and uh, Bob's your
0: uncle, a uh, son of Gunrunner. Also, should be noted. There you go. A little bit earlier on the card, the four go for the older sprinters, and uh, all eyes were on Jackie's Warrior. Goes off at 15 cents to the dollar, um, but gets run down late. In a very nice performance of Cody's Wish. I had these two one two in in the order of Jackie's. Uh, warrior on top over cody's wish uh but that's the reverse uh as they come under the wire cody's wish is the number five jackie's warrior the number three number six pipeline runs third pipeline gave uh jackie's warrior a little push earlier which probably softened that one up a little bit but this is a nice late run from cody's wish you referred to the numbers earlier did do you have the what was the buyer here you have that one
1: uh 112 for oh, uh 12, cody's 12, wish yeah, and uh, second best effort from a fig standpoint of Jackie's Warriors career uh, I talked to Blasey af- uh, this morning and Blasi or last night Blasey said uh, you, they're not they're not worried he said that it it's not a sign of anything I, I, I saw a, just a ridiculous the, the, the internet's a joke uh, for the most part saw some real stupid things said about Joel Rosario saw stupid things written about Jackie's Warrior uh, from people you think are, are supposed to be smart and uh, uh, you know when when you get softened up a little bit 22 and 3 45 flat uh that can happen uh and you know it's not it's not like Cody's wish was 38 to 1 um you know was competitive in here i mean i thought if there was going to be a Mott winner i thought it was baby yoda given his predilection for the track uh but uh cody's wish uh, for for the namesake, for Cody, uh, the the great make-a-wish story, uh, this continues to be kind of a magical horse. It's quite something, actually. Uh, but Jackie's Warrior, seven furlongs, too, understand, as opposed to six. So, uh, you know, when it comes to the Breeders' Cup sprint, he's not going to have to go seven. Um, that, that's why they put him in the gate. Yeah,
0: and as you say, with the numbers, that was still a very, very Terrific effort. Performance. Got beat on the square. And finally, the Boston Spa. Um... Technical analysis. We talked on the handicapping show earlier. It looked clearly like the one to beat, but boy, the betting public was all over this one. 35 cents of the dollar. I thought the price was a little short, but subsequently lived up to it. Although Fluffy Socks uh, was right there. The chart margin is only half the length. Technical analysis, the number five. Fluffy Socks, the number four. In high opinion, the number one runs third. But again, uh, the result as expected by the betting public.
1: Result, as expected, by the betting public. We're going to uh, let him uh, run out here, and we're going to get Ron Winchell in, and uh, we'll uh, talk about a Travers' win, a very seemingly a, a three-year-old championship uh, that uh, is well within reach. Uh, Kentucky Downs on the horizon. You're opens. headed, right? You're yeah. going to head
0: after the Absolutely. meet. Absolutely. Nice. You bet. That's
1: fine. I, I, I mean, it's going to start. It starts on Wednesday. So, if you haven't looked already, uh, the first steak of the meat is the tappet steaks. Go figure. Appropriate. Back after this, Ron Winchell joins us. Loose on the lead continues. Stay with us.
0: Birdstone is an outside. It only takes one upset to make history, and now you can be part of Saratoga's long tradition at the Dark Horse Mercantile. The Dark Horse Mercantile offers a carefully curated selection of clothing, gifts, and home decor from one-of-a-kind vintage racing memorabilia to select brands like Barber and Under Armour, as well as exclusive Dark Horse-branded merchandise. So celebrate the Dark Horse and all of us at the Dark Horse Mercantile Downtown Saratoga, where the smart bet is always the Dark Horse.
2: What if there was a way to become a better horse player, to have a better knowledge of the game, to be more successful? What if there were a way to take what you've learned, what you know, and make better decisions, better choices? In horse racing, knowledge is a powerful tool, race results and replays, past performances and live streaming, wagering from all your digital devices. Capital OTB,
0: become a better horse player. We're back on loose on the
1: lead the morning after the Travers, and absolutely delighted to have Ron Winchell join us, owner, epicenter, and so much more. Ron, congratulations to you and Steve and and David Fisk and the whole team, Blaz and and Joel. What a what a tremendous accomplishment!
3: Well, wow, don't forget epicenter, is superstar. Oh, that's true. It's the <laughs> horse. The horse. Right.
1: Well done. Well done. This was, you know, this summer, obviously, after the Jim Dandy, Scott sent him across the street. And when he walked back past me, he said, dealing with a different horse now. And he really, he really made, from spring to summer, he's made a, another quantum leap forward.
3: Right. No, I, listen, I, mean, I think the Jim Dandy kind of was a little bit of a defining moment coming out of the, you know, the Derby, the Preakness, a little bit of seconditis. You know, we, we thought, we really felt coming in the derby that he was we were well-situated to win that race. And then you come away with, you know, a great performance, but not a win. Jim Dandy, he just, he looked like he took that step forward. So it, it was good. And you saw a little different dimension. I mean, you know, I don't think any of us anticipated him kind of laying in last and, then, you know, kind of circling everybody and just making them look bad, honestly. But, yeah, yeah. it was great. Well, and
1: then this, I mean, when when you... Shuffled the deck essentially, and you looked at this field, and with the Preakness winner, with the Haskell winner, with the Bluegrass winner, with a couple of upstart types, and you thought, well, he's going to have to be as good or better. I don't know how I don't know how much handicapping you do with, with sheets, but the yeah. sheets had him yep. basically needing to improve to to win. And not only did he do that, uh, he did it, I mean, smashingly.
3: Right, well, you go back to the Jim Daniel, though, He, you know, the screws weren't tightened all the way down. True. So, you know, I think Fair that right. the target was, you know, the Travers, was the Midsummer Derby, right? And knowing that we had to face a lot of the same horses to make a case to be, you know, three-year-old champion. So,
0: Take us through. We'll watch the replay here and, and kind of take us through because, uh, you know, it had to be just so... F- disappointing or frustrating, because as handicappers, I think a lot of us thought Epicenter's the best three-year-old, and the second in the Derby, the second in the Preakness, okay. just had to be as the owner and the team, had to be frustrating. So it had to be a great summer up here with the Jim Dandy and the Travers. So take us kind of through uh, what, what went through your mind yesterday. Is He did establish himself, and as they come down the stretch, I think he does define himself clearly at the top of the class at this Right, point. well,
3: I think, you know, you know, one concern we had was him breaking clean out of the gate And uh, you know, then not. Other concern is he has a target on his back, and so you know, the race is running. You're looking at it, going, "All right, well, you know, he's he got away cleanly. You know, he's in a good spot. Fractions are good. Like there was never a point in that race yesterday where you know I got concerned. Versus other races where you're always like, you can find something to be concerned about. I mean, he was just away smoothly, sitting nice. Man, I think he got a pretty pretty damn clean trip yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean i it's hard to see live but when you watch the replay you're like well it's about as clean as you can get and so yeah i think when he uh when he came around the final turn here and tipped out and you saw cyber knife there yeah he just looked like he was ready to run yeah 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 you know, i pretty much you know, we kind of felt like this is we're gonna we're fine we're good here.
0: Yeah, as they came come around the final turn and head into the stretch, you had to be uh, as somebody who was using him on top. I felt pretty good uh, myself, and as I say, it does wind up to be a defining moment at this point in the three-year-old uh, scene. And so you had to feel good about that. <clears throat> Again, relating back to the two second-place finishes, which just had to be completely frustrating, knowing. Like I say, many of us as handicappers felt he was the best three-year-old. You probably felt very, very much the same. So that spring had to be frustrating. But this puts kind of an exclamation point on a really
3: fabulous summer. Oh, uh, I mean, absolutely. And then you know, to win the way he won, where basically we get to the wire, he's powered down, and uh, you know, it's, it's just pretty, pretty dominant. So.
0: And I'll also ask you, I guess, all the trainers and, and owners that come in here. Because again, the fans up here at Saratoga are so great. How'd that feel? And it's always fun when the horses come back after a big performance like that, and the crowd is the ovation of the
3: Saratoga. Oh crowd. yeah, I mean that plays into it. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of fun.
1: For those, you know, for those that uh, didn't really dig into this into this result, <clears throat> there's a couple of things to note here, and it just occurred to me as we watched Eight Life Grand and early voting essentially back up and end up seventh and eighth. There were four horses that basically led the front half of this race with Cyberknife, early voting, Ain't Life Grand, and then you sitting in the pocket. Ain't Life Grand and early voting absolutely stopped. So anybody that says, oh, well, the pace was mundane. Obviously, it wasn't that mundane when the Preakness winner was eased, essentially, uh, and uh, the other horse that was attending the pace, uh, you know, was beaten what? Uh... You know, well, about ten lengths, twelve lengths. Zandon and Rich Strike, who figured to have to, you know, need a pace to yep. get close, they end up third and fourth in here, which sort of tells you 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 didn't have a Derby collapsed pace, but you had enough of a pace to let them get their runs in. All this does is just further annoy... First of all, Cyber Knight for him to hold second... Yeah, he did
3: a great job holding second.
1: It was unbelievable. And I know they were they were disappointed, Al Gold and company and Brad, but Brad said he ran great. And he really did. But what's fascinating about Epicenter at this point is to tinker... to have the confidence in the horse, to tinker with his style as... Scott and Steve have since New Orleans. It is really is really remarkable. I mean, and he and he's developed. So now he's he's not a horse that needs the lead. They want they wanted him cured of that, obviously, and he's a horse that can be placed anywhere. It seems.
3: Right. It's funny because you look at his running style, and you know, it used to be he was kind of up front. You know, yep. kind of back in New Orleans. And then I think uh, somewhere online I saw where they somebody quoted him as a closer coming into here, and I'm like, well, when did he why did he become the you know <laughs> leader to the closer? Yes. <laughs> so, so he's you know you look at that and he's very versatile. I mean, obviously he you know he's got a couple weapons there. If you want to leave him, if you want to go slow, he can take the lead. Well, yeah. uh, well that's, and that's what was amazing about the Jim Dandy, because
1: that was a slow pace, and he's sitting well off of it, and yet he just inhales them and goes on by. And here, as you could see, he's a, he isn't even being asked by Joel, and he powers away basically under under cruise control. And, you know, Joel is amazing because he doesn't go to the stick. He, he yep. rides with the hands, and, uh, you know, you win by five and a quarter, uh, two minutes and, and three fifths racehorse time. Then the 112 buyer, uh, the fig, the sheet fig is going to be, you know, a negative something. So yeah. nobody's going <clears> to <throat> say nobody's going to say he has to he has to get faster to win the Breeders' Cup Classic.
3: Yeah, which is a little bit what you heard before this. Yes, exactly. Right? And so you know, he kind of he checked that box too. So
1: unbelievable, Rod. Talk a little bit about I, I I we got so many fun things to talk about with you, including Echo again. Uh, but talk about reaching in with the resources that you've got now, with, with Gunrunner and everything that's happening there. And I want you to talk about the Gunrunner covers of your Tappet Mares, oh. because it's going to be the cross that everyone will look at for the next decade. Uh, but reaching in and buying this horse, talk about your decision making, quarter of a million basically for a not this time, Diversity. uh,
3: Discuss your approach a little bit, year to year. I mean, year to year. I mean, it's I don't know how we go year to year, but yeah, we kind of you know we try to be consistent in how we approach things. And I think when you look at you know our team, what makes us probably you know get better is the fact that we consistently have the same group of people. We don't I don't we don't have several trainers, right? We have the same group probably almost the last twenty years. Right, yeah. and whether we're approaching a sale, and you know we have our own our own system, and we use you know guys like Dr. Lambert, mm-hmm. David Fisk, who you know, DJ. obviously Steve Asmussen. Everybody has an opinion and and comes together. But that's the same team if you go back 20 years. And so you know, yeah. really like you know, learning from our mistakes or learning from things that work and don't work, you know, is what we've done the last 20 years. Yeah, you know, he might be a culmination of that. He was a little later in the sale epicenter. And uh, I know it's uh, someone that, you know, Dr. Lambert and Steve both kind of, you know, that marked really him right. off. And uh, I'd actually, <clears throat> I'd actually just uh, left the Keeneland sale and, you know, Steve kind of came up and he said, well, we're not going to have to pay a lot for this one. And he was thinking like a hundred and quarter and obviously, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think. There, there's no bargains anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And so obviously it was a standout for that later part of the sale and, you know, obviously worked out great. And, you know, the rest is history. But. And not this time, as you know, he was probably less, less of a known factor then, and now he's you know, shown up to be a you know, pretty, you know, pretty decent What What's your mix typically between homebreds and horses you're buying at sales? Uh, well, I mean, look, you look at homebreds. We generally get a good homebred, I don't know, every three, three, four, five years, right? And then you have those kind of those long gaps. So we kind of I like to have a little bit half of the ones we buy and half that we're, that we're running, half that we buy and half that are homebreds. And then one year you might have one that comes out of the homebred. And then the, uh, <clears throat> the purchase program's getting a little more uh, sustainable. We're getting a little better every year, like Midnight Bourbon. Previous year, come up to Epicenter. And so, yeah, we're, we're fortunate it's been working out pretty good the last couple of years. Which, which sales do you normally play in? and, and do you, do Prime, you, Primarily the,
0: the Keeneland in September. So you're more yearlings yeah, than, but, as opposed to the two-year-old sales?
3: Yeah, well, particularly because we've, we've been successful there. We've gone to two-year-old sales, and we've been semi-successful. But,
0: but. Yeah, very good. Um, and speaking of homebreds, and you alluded to it, why don't we take a look at Echo again here uh, the other day. Uh, August 20th, we'll look at uh, first-time starter Echo again. we going to be the number five horse in here, one of the buzz performances of the meet, obviously a 94 buyer coming out of this, uh, wins by over Six lengths, just under seven lengths. I think they revised uh, that to a 95. But oh, did, did they? Okay. All right. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm okay with that. Uh, but again, this yeah. time of year for a two year old, that is some uh, number as well. Give us your uh, thoughts on the, the debut effort here from Echo again.
3: Uh, can you, we are obviously pretty excited to run him. Uh, you know, our other Colt, Disarm, he ran great. You know, kind of, you know, similar setup, being a homebred gun runner. Uh, but this this guy, best, he, look, he surprised us with probably uh, we thought he'd run good but yeah he has been great I mean everybody's kind of turned everybody's head yeah the the buzz was out clearly at three to five uh, <laughs> didn't sneak away from anybody no. and proved it on the
0: track okay. this was a horse that literally everybody on the backside. side
1: <laughs> I, I the meet hadn't opened yet, and and they were talking about. Oh, echo again. Oh, oh, they got, there's, there's a there's a you know there's one that's uh, you know really special. So everybody kind of was anticipating it, and there's been a steady parade of this. Talk a little bit, Ron, I, I the Tappet uh, you know foundation sire scenario. <coughs> uh, talk about your dad too, and and you know what a you know it's it's rare these days that. An operation even elevates, you know. After a, a prominent owner like uh, like Vern, uh, talk about your your experience around the game.
3: Well, I mean, I'm, look when I mean, you look at Tappet, so that was the last horse that when we went to September sale that my dad and I we bought together, right? And which is funny because you know my dad basically his whole life was chasing the Derby, and so we can buy this horse and it's pretty expensive. And, you know, we reach a little farther than we normally do, right? And then, you know, two months later, my dad passed away. We come into the derby season, and I'm like, well, isn't that kind of the, you know, how the derby gods are? This guy chases it his whole life, right? And he'll probably, I, I was convinced he would probably win the derby just, to, just because of that, okay? But obviously that didn't happen. But what he turned into has been obviously the foundation of what's really helped our program grow and continue on. I mean, you know, to be quite honest, and that's, you know, done well for us. And then you look at where Tapit is today. You know, you know, he's basically at the end of his tying career. And so you go, you look at it from a financial point. And you go, well, it's going to be tough now that we have him. You know, not going to be around too much longer. <laughs> and then you got Gunrunner enters the scene. So yeah, you couldn't you couldn't set up that any uh, better. No,
1: no, it, it, it's storybook. Uh, and there's been and there you know there have been pl- there were plenty of nice horses in between. Uh, tapazar and, right. and uh, even a horse like QV and, and so forth um, but to have him come along uh, it, it, at, in that timing now to have epicenter as you know a sort of a, a, a divergence and I mean all I, I'm talking about this with Sid Fernando on, on the radio uh, the I mean it's an embarrassment of riches and and you know that uh, but it it just it sets you up for for uh, you know, just an untold directions uh, in, in the game, and you've kind of doubled up and and redoubled your investment in the game. Fold in Kentucky Downs and and you know the the venture into ownership
3: of uh, racetrack. Right, that's, and that's a whole other dimension. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, you look at you look at the Tappet mirrors we have now; they just fit perfectly with the gunner. Gun exactly. So that that was kind of like you know a maiden. You know, if the storyline—if you, you can't make it any better—they just come together. And then, yeah, folding in Kentucky Downs. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, it's kind of the, the culmination, of the cross of my two worlds, which is gaming, which is what I do in Vegas. And when they have historical racing, it came to Kentucky. I thought, well, it'd be great to get involved at some point. And then we had the opportunity with Kentucky Downs, and so those are the culmination of the two worlds. But what's great about Kentucky Downs, and what's great about historical horse racing for Kentucky, is. The sky's the limit. We're at the beginning, maybe not the beginning, but there's a lot more good things to come with unbelievable amount of available purse money, and you know you're going to see a lot of people kind of gravitate towards Kentucky for racing, breeding. Everything's going to happen. I mean, yeah, you look, at Kentucky Downs. We, you know, we're the, basically the richest meet. It's only a seven-day meet, $150,000 maidens. Nowhere else that I'm aware of, you can actually get close to that. No. No, not even kind either. of a no. field
0: of dream scenario. If you build it, if you offer it, they will come. The, the, the racing down there has yeah. just been amazing. And uh, I want to ask you. You mentioned Gunrunner. Um, Runner <clears throat> as an owner and a breeder. I'm sure it's different, but talk about a little bit about how much fun it is when you have a horse on the track, like an epicenter or a Gun Runner or some of the other nice runners. That's got to be great. But when Gun started to move up as a sire, that's got to be a lot of fun too, as a, a, a breed on the breeding side of the game. To watch your own gun runners, but you also get to watch other gun runners do well and kind of revel in that also.
3: Oh yeah, and, and those aren't rare events now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so. You know, I, watching like the Haskell where they finish one, two, or even yesterday, you know, our other horse Gun Knight, ran second, and the horse that was third was a gun runner. I mean, that's that's just unbelievable. I mean, yeah, like they just they just seem better. I don't know how to put it. I, I try to explain this to people. Like, you look at the gun runners, and they just they just seem like they're better than the rest of the offspring. It's it's a switch. time will tell, but you know that's where they seem for this for where we're at today.
1: John Secura says the switch. It, it either they throw the switch, yep. or they don't. Uh, when it comes to the tappet mares, how how big is your broodmare band?
3: Yeah, I like to keep I like to keep it about twenty five to thirty, but somehow it's grown. It's grown somehow. Beyond, Shockingly, somehow it's grown beyond that, and so. So, but that's kind of always my target is you know 25, 30 because I like to keep it a little smaller. But we've grown it a little bit on the heavy side just because of Gunrunner and you know some of the other stallions we have. To, you know we try to support them exactly, and yeah, you know, we have to get a little deeper when we do that on the broodmare side.
1: It, well, because I mean Gunite will get a chance. Uh, obviously, Epicenter yeah. is is you know gonna gonna stand,
3: and, uh, and we have Silver State. Now saying, oh yeah! You know, forgot forget, about Silver about, you know. State. <laughs> Completely forgot about Silver State. Right. And then Midnight Bourbon would have fit in no. nice too, but that's no, that's you no, know that was just, was just a you know, just an awful event. But. Listen, it, it just shows
1: you actually. You mentioned Midnight Bourbon and 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 the tragedy involved there. No matter how successful you are, the gut punches are still you know devastating there's no
3: you know yeah they're devastating then you you know you look at that and then you go okay we come into the derby with the favorite and you run second and you go okay we're gonna we're gonna wheel back in the creek the second there it's like it's like the three gut punches right a really bad one with midnight bourbon and then you get a right hook and a left hook but but then you got days like yesterday where it all comes back together so
0: well, the sun and, the sun comes out in the summertime. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, I have to ask: uh, Have you guys discussed plans maybe for Echo again, and what are the plans maybe coming up for Epicenter? So,
3: I mean, look, I mean Echo again. I think you know, you'll probably run in a month. Um, you know, I'd probably you know we're probably targeting Churchill, but you know, trying to, figure, trying to figure, yeah, trying to figure that one out. Uh, Epicenter. Yeah, you know, I think we're trying to figure out his path, but obviously we know we know the target, Breeders <laughs> <laughs> Cup Classic's yeah. target, and we'll figure out. You know, Steve will figure out how to get there. Did you? Have and you he's, seen good at, he's good at figuring those yeah, yeah, out. Yeah, oh so. yeah. Have you seen him this morning? How did he come out of it? I haven't seen him. I'm probably going to pop over there yeah. right now, after this.
1: I checked with Blasey this morning. He said everybody came back okay. Yep. I was more worried about. I was more worried about Clariere, who just seemed. Uh, yeah. This, and maybe Joelle was just being cautious and kind of, rap, you know, was, didn't, wanted to make sure she was, but I mean, she was rocking in the gate. And...
3: Yeah, I mean, I mean, in my perspective, and I don't know anything other than what you everybody else knows, is I think she just, you know, she got a little fired up in the gate and then got mad. Yeah. And it's like, I don't want to run. Yeah. That's, how, that's how I viewed it, but. Well, then on class alone, she... Dragged herself into the race yeah. to some degree, but yeah.
1: uh, uh, Scott said, uh, "Fine, moving forward." Uh, it's yeah, you can draw
3: draw a line through that
1: performance. Yeah, exactly, I mean. exactly right. Now, well, Ron, so pleased uh, that you're able to join us. Delighted for this success. You know, a lot of times when you have a horse that falls short of, of the the biggest goal. You don't know if you're ever going to get that grade one. They can go sideways at any point. So, you know, the the you know, people talking about, oh, there's a grade one with his name on it. Well, uh, there was uh, the Travers, and there might uh, – it right. feels like there would be more. Let me ask you this. With this result and with the next goal, how likely or unlikely is he to run as a four-year-old?
3: Oh, I, I think he'll run as four-year-old. Good. Yeah.
0: You, I, you, I, I like to you run him. You like, like to run him,
3: yes. And I think that, I, you know, I'm not a fan of uh, running, you know, three-year-old retire. I don't think it's great for racing in general. And so I think, you know, just run him as 4 is my desire of what I like to do. Well,
1: that's what made gun, gun runner That's what made <clears throat> yeah. That's what made him.
3: And, and you look at the Classic this year, I mean, it's going to be, it's shaping up to be a really good Classic. Yeah. With some older horses, now you got Epicenter coming in. I mean, it's, it's truly like looking like it's going to be a very fun race as a race fan yeah, yeah. You have to watch. I mean, as the owner representative, you'd rather be like an easy race. <laughs> but as a just, race fan... Just shows you how guy everybody fan, thinks, right? You want to see the matchup that looks like it's unfolding. Oh, it's, it could be. Well, and, and again,
1: with his change in style... And with this tractability, yep. it doesn't matter who, who, if, if there's going to be this front-end battle, life is sweet, or I keep saying life is sweet, life is good, and uh, and flight line, and who, it doesn't matter to you. I mean, you can go, and and Joel can put him anywhere.
3: Right. That gives you a lot of confidence yeah. when you're when you're going into the gate. Yeah, yeah, looking yeah. forward to it. Uh,
0: again, congratulations on the great summer up here with uh, uh, Epicenter and the Jim, Danny, and the Travers. And I have already... Crossed out 94 and put 95. Uh, you better it. go
3: verify that. I, I read that somewhere, and I'm like, oh.
0: I'll go with that. I'll take one I'll, more I'll point. I'll go with that. <laughs> I can check uh, that. this nice performance <laughs> there. Uh, our man Sean Clancy is in the house, so uh, we'll let you go, and we'll pull Sean up. But, again, congratulations right. on the victory yesterday. Good luck Thank going you. forward, Thank and you. we're all looking forward to Kentucky Downs. It's always been a lot of fun the last few years. September 1st,
1: Thursday, September Correct. 1st, day one of seven dates. We'll be broadcasting from Kentucky Downs for the last four days of the meet, and we'll see, Ron, if you've never been. Uh, you can fly into Nashville. You can fly into Louisville. Easy easy drive closer to Nashville. And it 35 is, minutes. Right. It's a riot. It's it's so much fun. Great. Look forward to seeing you. Thanks, Ron.
0: Thank you. Ron Win. Thank you. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, Sean Clancy, stay tuned. Loose on the lead will continue. It only takes one upset to make history, and now you can be part of Saratoga's long tradition at the Dark Horse Mercantile. The Dark Horse Mercantile offers a carefully curated selection of clothing, gifts, and home decor from one-of-a-kind vintage racing memorabilia to select brands like Barber and Under Armour, as well as exclusive Dark Horse branded merchandise. So celebrate the Dark Horse and all of us at the Dark Horse Mercantile Downtown Saratoga, where the smart bet is always the Dark Horse. Capital OTV is now streaming live on Roku. The RTN Racing Channel on Roku lets you watch OTB TV live through your Roku device or your Amazon Fire Stick, rather than being limited to computers and mobile devices, which means you can now watch OTB live wherever you are. Simply open Roku, scroll to find the RTN Channel, then click on OTB TV. OTB TV on Roku. Try it now. No matter where in the world you are, the excitement of wagering on horse racing is just a click away. You'll get live streaming, past performances, race replays, our virtual tote board, analysis and selections from professional handicappers, a simple, safe, and secure wagering platform. And best of all, you get track prices. CapitalOTBBet.com. Bet any place, any time at CapitalOTBBet.com. And be sure to download our new mobile app from the iTunes Store or Google Play. Welcome back to Loose on the Lead, Seth Merrow and Steve Bick. And joining us now, Sean Clancy from the Saratoga Special. Uh, We mentioned at the top of the show uh, you've had a tough summer, but welcome back. And uh, we said maybe we'll raise your spirits a little bit because I think it was last year. I'm not sure, last year or two years ago, the Sean Clancy visit to Loose on the Lead was our most raucous episode ever.
2: Yeah, that was fun. I don't know that. We, uh, flop sweat.
0: Flop sweat. We were beating up poor Tom Law
2: last year, and he's he's, he's, he's too back. He's, he's, it's he's, un- he's, he's closing. closing. It's, uh, it's, it's exciting. taking a totally different approach. You know, he got in front last year, and you yep. guys started harassing him, and yep. he got the flop sweat and got beat. And uh, this year he gave him a big head start, and now he's making a it's run. Unbelievable, so, yeah. yep. I think
0: Shapazian shook up yeah, a little. Yeah, we
2: got him on the ropes.
0: Now they've they've opened up we're about good. ten on me. I know that. I'm. Uh, this week is. I'm, been treading water a little bit, and I'm looking every day at the special result, and they're, they're inching further away from me. No, they're me, good. So, they, yeah. They've had a good meet. Yeah. John always, but uh, Tom, Tom Tom got me on the last day uh, two years ago last year for second amongst the public handicappers. Last day he got one up on me. This year it's not going to be that close. <laughs> Never know. Uh, back in town, Saratoga special, uh, update us on what – uh, is the Saratoga special over the last few days of the meet? So
2: we have two more issues Wednesday and Saturday. Um, I'm hoping the Bill Mott Stable tour for Wednesday. If you're oh, listening, nice. to Bill, let me stop in tomorrow. Uh, and then we do the little guy Stable tour uh, Saturday, which is an yeah, all-time yeah. classic. Yeah. So yeah, two more issues and then um, back to uh, reality, I guess. <laughs> right.
1: Well, reality. I, I, I mean, we got to talk about this. Uh, it, it, it it'll be the summer of. You know, the fire, the, the fire. It's, it's going to be It's going to be ingrained Right, and, and, and sort of institutionalized Going forward And I, you know, everybody Everybody You must be heartened by the response you've gotten from, from that standpoint And you've written so Evocatively about the experience uh, That I And I think everybody vicariously Has kind of lived through it with you At this point
2: uh yeah um i mean the whole thing has been you know it's just one of those things i mean you know me coming to saratoga for two months in the middle of summer the stress that causes my family my wife and son annie and miles you know so you come up here that's always there and then this year um you know we just had this terrible barn fire that uh just destroyed our barn luckily they got the horses out i mean they're the real heroes annie and miles and Guy Misa works for us. Um, works with us. He, uh, they got they got four horses and a goat and a cat out of the barn. And um, you know the barn's gone. It's beautiful. Old 18 late 1800s. That we had renovated and just poured everything. I and mean, it was like it was our muse. You know, it was our it was our piece of work. Our artwork. You know, it's just. Uh, so it's gone. I mean, no, you know, just um, so. Yeah, I got a call Whitney morning. My wife called me and said barn's burning. I got to go just, you know, the phone, you know, you just like, um, so anyway, I, yeah, I left for three weeks and, um, uh, it's just been one of the most challenging, difficult, just, you know, just the disruption. And I don't mean disruption like the details It's just, you know, your, the, your, the peace of mind you have in life about, you know, what's there and what's, you know the things you count on it's just and it's an old you know it's more than a barn it was just you know it's like it was our barn it was where we you know miles had a little birthday party there when he was four years old and you know you just have gone down there and i don't know it was just it was just we literally had paint, artists would come in the driveway and say do you, you, know, do you mind if we paint your barn these people <laughs> would sit out in the out in the grass and paint our barn you know so uh it was um no, it's just, it was brutal. I mean, it's still brutal. Um, and, um, you know, the, the, the only, I mean, the only positive part, I guess, is just to be reminded that there's the, uh, the goodness in the world and the amount of people that have reached out and the amount of people have done really nice things for us and just been there for us. And um, I listened once on NPR once. they I never forget, they said... Uh, in, a, in an emergency situation or if a crisis or a tragedy don't ask what you can do that just further burdens the person who is in crisis just do something and the amount of people that have just done something and that's gone from everything from just dropping off you know guy shows up he just brings a dozen eggs from his chickens he's like hmm. just you know and you know the just and and, and, I, and do something me just a, just a phone call just a text I mean you're you're you know you and it's not, and it's more than just like when it's happening is one thing, but then like you text me a week later, like hey, I'm thinking about you. Richard McIlroy texts me a couple times, hey, you know I'm thinking of Terry Finley, we couple like couple times, hey, I'm we're thinking about you. So uh, that's really what gets you through it. Um, it the writing part was, it, it, it's it was so it's like. You know, now we're only doing twice a week well, you know this happened to happen during sales week when right. we write we were we were publishing every day I and mean, this happened Saturday morning at Whitney so we were we were doing Sunday Monday Tuesday Wednesday you know so we still had that those papers to go and um, so you know I wrote every day and I think by the end I probably maybe i probably waffled in it probably wallowed in it probably too long but um, but it was really the only, you know, that's kind of got me through it. I mean, you like, could tell, you yeah, could tell the progression.
1: Yeah, it, it, you, know, you, were, so. you were basically absorbing and, and, then, and then kind of, you know, processing yeah. it on paper.
2: Yeah, and I mean, I, you know, I I mean, it's a ridiculous thing to be prop, take pride in, but I do take pride. I've written a column in every Saratoga special that's ever been published. And I, I really, I, I wrote the one and complete the first one and just total. I mean, I was never was just in complete stress mode, and I really wasn't gonna write the next one. I was just I almost I try, I kind of called I called my brother. And I was like, and I just was I was kind of trying, you know, and and he kind of just like never came up that I wouldn't write it. So I kind of was like. Okay, I guess I gotta write it. So so I kinda kept going but
1: (laughs) he just knew he just knew you just needed you just needed a little uh I mean push. You
2: know, writing is a funny thing. I mean it's I think it it is kinda your it is really your I mean for anybody who's a writer, it's it is your therapy, it is your way to kinda get through this I I remember I watched a turf work up here one day and a horse turned for home. It's the end of the turf works and the poor thing broke down. And I camped it outside, rail and I looked, and there was nobody there. I looked up once. I looked, no, there's nobody out. You know, I was, I was like, I was walking to my office. And I, I ran out there just to help. And I kind of held the poor horse, and, just, 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 and then I got back to the office, and I was like, well, like, if someone saw me do that, and then I didn't write about it the next day, they'd be like, what's this guy? I mean, this guy, what a fraud! This guy is. He's out there with this horse, and basically taking its last breaths and um so i've always kind of had i've always kind of kept that and again it's a little ridiculous to think you're that important. i mean i don't think it's that important but i do think you know you got to take pride in what you do
0: you it gotta, can be kind it, of cathartic too. It, it, it is cathartic so
2: yeah so i so with the barn it was like how can i not write about it you know and then a couple of friends my wife and dan pride and a few others were like okay now pivot start writing about something else so then i could so kind of got you know it's kind of the whole thing you kind of go through the the worst part and come out the other side so
1: anyway. well everybody was living through it with you and and i think i, I know you know that and, and uh and we're we're heart sick with you uh and you know at the same uh, i know it's trite but i mean the animals were saved and nobody was hurt and and they're "quote you said it you wrote it you know they're things um, but they're things that they, they may not be there to touch but they're they're always there you know no, it's just,
2: look it's another lesson in life that you know you can't get you, you get you can't you know it's all about your experiences and all about the, it's your it's your relationships and your experiences and your the, the things you do and, and, and not about the stuff you collect and the stuff you're trying to um, you know trying to you know you're trying to keep score of or i'm not really keep score but it's like you know you just realize that life's about the people and the love of life and life people have touched you know, trying to try and have experiences and i always try to tell young kids like concentrate on experiences not possessions because the possessions will, will slow you down and just try to really concentrate on 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 experiences and relationships and be there for people and, i mean the, just the kindness that people showed us just it's like i mean just people, you just. I mean, people just drove up the driveway. It's like, hey man, what kind of you know? We, we just poor. We got a one-horned pygmy goat. That was the first thing. We got to build a house for the pygmy goat. Well, there, I'm out there. I got Tim Keefe. He's out. He's digging the. He's digging a trench for the fence. And you know, Charles is a lovely guy. Helps us on the farm. He's digging. The guy shows up with a dozen eggs. He's like, we're, I was talking to Charles about how we're gonna hang the fan, and he's like, he's like, he goes, well. He goes, "Do you have a fan?" I said, "Yeah, of course we got fans." And I'm like, "And I went, no, we don't have any fans. The fans are gone. <laughs> the fans and were in I the know, barn." Yeah. And it's like, and that, so he's like, "Well, you need fans." And I'm like, I, "Yeah, I know." He's like, "I'll be back." And he just uh, he goes, he you know, said, "What kind of fans?" I said, "Well, they're in the horse shed there." So he went around the corner, looked at the shed. He came back an hour later with two fans, you know, and yeah. like just you know. So it's like that part, you realize how there is a lot of kindness and and um, you know that's the only positive that you can pull out of
1: it there'll be a new historic barn uh, and uh, there'll be a new there'll be some new tack boxes uh, that, uh, that that you know have, have their own story and uh, it'll be uh, it'll be different but it'll be it'll still be yeah. the family
2: oh we got to try to rebuild and try to it back together the best we can I mean you know it's hard I mean, this game's so hard as you all know anybody who plays this game it's like you just get kicked in the teeth every day with the hopes and your dreams and these horses and exactly then you take a hit like this and you know and then I I mean I, and you, I think about the people who have gone through things and I, I mean you think to yourself man I didn't I didn't, I didn't reach out to wesley ward when his barn burned down i thought geez, why i should have sent a dozen eggs over there i should have You know, a, i mean really i should have that. that's the new go-to actually yeah. okay? we're going to be mean, we're going to be
1: sending out we're going to yeah, yeah
2: you know
0: just do something
2: you know it's just it's it's i just think if you can live by that just i just, just I, do something, I do like that you know, do
0: something, something mentality i heard that yeah it's really important i think whoever wrote that nailed it
2: yeah it's really important yeah. my, my, my brother who you guys know has just been absolute beacon of strength my whole life and, one of his neighbors died and um he got his boys and a bunch of the neighborhood kids and they just went down there and they raked they raked all the leaves they lived in a real mm-hmm. tree-lined neighborhood it was the, the leaves were this thick around the yard and you know that poor wife and i think four kids and you know they're you know they walk out every day and oh these damn leaves you know just one thing on the list and what could joey and a bunch of kids do well they just went out there and they he raked them all the leaves. They took all the leaves. Yeah. They didn't know what to do, them they dragged them up to Joey's yard and put them in his yard. He's like, "Well, we'll deal with that later." But they just—they got every leaf out of the out of the woman's yard. And I just think, you know, again, you just—what can you do? Just do something. Just go—go go rake nice. somebody's leaves. Go bring them a dozen eggs. Buy them a fan. A te- I mean, believe me, a text and a phone. Any that just—I mean, I, I've got—I've probably got—I've got hundreds of emails that I just haven't responded to. I mean Tom Goncharov that runs, you know, R.D. Hubbard's farm. He sent me an email about the fire they had, and I read it, and I was, like, tearing up over it. And I actually, I, I saw him at the races the other day, and I'm like, I've never responded because I just haven't even gotten to him. No, so. no everybody and, understands. And I, I know he People understands understand. that, and I just, I just think that, you know, if you can live your life that way, I mean, I guess the only thing I can pull out of this is just try to live your life where you just, you, you, yeah, you just do something, just it's a lot of people are struggling i mean this is our struggle this is our our disaster this is our travesty this is our you know but a lot of people are dealing with a lot of things and um i think you got to just try to get i mean our, God, the world's gotten so tough and bitter and you know everybody's everybody's just desperate trying to make it you know so i just think you can live your life and just just do something and just try to reach out that's that's the only thing I can come up with. Really, yeah, from it's the good, advice. it's good advice. We are
0: happy to have you back because it, it's not uh, a Saratoga season without John, uh, Sean Clancy and no, Tom I Law and Saratoga that. Special. And I think uh, everybody, you know, when I have you guys in on the Friday show um, and then I see people later in the day talking about the show, always enjoy the visits from the Saratoga Special guys and people then comment on how much the, they just enjoy the Saratoga Special. A horse race, you know, the saratoga during the saratoga meet is all horse racing fans and to have a horse racing centric newspaper people love it and so you guys have done a great job over the years and as i say wouldn't have been a a proper end to the summer if you hadn't come back and and come
2: back up no look i'm glad to be back it's our family it's your friends it's you know it's where you belong so you do kind of get some souls some comfort from being here
1: Talk a little bit about yesterday in particular. Basically, spent a good portion of the afternoon by the by the winter circle, and uh, you got special affection, obviously, for the Jerkins family, and uh, yeah, yeah. it was great to see uh, Alan Jr. come into town and uh, Jimmy and. Uh, The presentation, Don Little uh, was there as well uh, for the the Jerkins presentation. We had a a Travers that uh, feels like it's going to resonate into the fall and toward uh, the Breeders' Cup Classic. I mean, the horse runs like this. He's I don't care what flight line does. This is this is a this was a bit of a seminal kind of a of a moment for the three year old class for this horse. To demonstrate that level of ability uh, yesterday was everything you want in a in a big day pinnacle day of the meet
2: although it was I mean, to me it was a it was one of those great Saratoga days and the weather was perfect you had great races you know people were complaining about short fields like what, what what do you want I mean it's you know that the the Malathat Latruska turn for home you're watching that and the, the Travers was a great race This other race the Jerkins was uh, brilliant um, you know, I just like watching, I, I just like, like Gunite, I just think, you know, he gets beat. But you watch him just dig in and try to go after that horse. Sure. You know, he's obviously, you know, like turn Brown, you like, he's not going to get there. But he tries uh, every yard. I mean, he was trying at the yeah, last yard. There were a couple of where I thought much, maybe he will yeah, get there. Yeah, for a second, right? Yeah. But, like, to me, that just watching a horse, just the, that, 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 that you know, the moxie of the thoroughbreds to just keep trying, yeah. even though, exactly. like he's not you know like he kind of knew he wasn't going to get there but he kept trying uh you know epicenter that was obviously his arrival i mean that was his you know he polished it um you know did it the right way uh, i watched the race with steve and his family which was just brilliant they they uh i he he was walking out of the paddock and he's like Man, I, he goes, I'm I've been getting my ass kicked all day for an apron I'm going to the box and I, I was like I'm kind of like hey can I come with you so I go there switch it so up. there's five nice. seats so I sit down I could see there's one son I think it's Keith I get him a little mixed up but I think Keith was betting and I sat down in this seat and there's five you know there's five chairs and there's five ass and me and I'm thinking oh man how's this gonna go you know and he the kid sat down and we're in the first step and he sits down he just walks in he doesn't he just sits on the step you know and uh, I said, "You okay there?" He said, "I'll tell you in two minutes if I'm okay here." <laughs> <laughs> two minutes and three fifths. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was cool. And they, that was uh, that was fun. You know, I just uh, their passion for the game that they have, and, and they gave me a ride home back to. They gave me a ride back to the barn. And, you know, Steve calls his mother and his father on the way home. You, know? and you just it was just like you know, back nice. to the barn. Nice. So that so that was fun. Nice. I mean, and you know. You know, for me, it was, you get that, that's what horse racing is great. You get a kind of a break, you know, it just kind of takes you out of your reality. Exactly. And, um, you know, to celebrate with them, it's cool. That um, it was a fun day racing. We just And you just met, over uh, here a lot
0: me. of people probably don't realize, but Asmussen typically will watch the race in the midst of the crowd yeah. on the apron at about the 8th pole.
2: Oh, yeah, he's yeah. great. I mean, he, I've, I've learned over the years where he watched, so I follow him. You know, Jackie's Warrior is one of my favorite stories really of the year. I was watching Jackie's Warrior with him way down. I mean, we were pat almost at a 316th pole way down there. and you know he's just in there with the crowd I mean, and then you see people there they they're like, like hey, hey that, that that's the trainer that's the you know and, and uh, so and then to see the reaction I mean just walking with walking with Steve from the box which he was way down you know kind of in front of the grandstand really I mean it was you know when that's thin the front row goes in front front row of the box seats go in front of the grandstand seat so he gets he walks back in front of all the grandstand you know the the you know the core of our sport and you know where this is really the last place one of the one not the last one of the last few places yeah. that still has those kind of fans and you know they're high fiving them and cheering them and um it's just that was really really special moment I and mean, i just uh, that was special i was glad to be back uh, um yeah glad to. you know it was just it was um it was uh, just you know it's just um yeah i just feel lucky that i can get that kind of Moment of you know, as I said we're glad to have you back.
0: Thanks, uh, and uh, once again, the, the the hard copy will be. Uh but there are two more issues yeah wednesday
2: wednesday and saturday
0: and folks can find um a little bit of content every day on the website but more importantly maybe There's the, the selections there every picks. day
2: yep this is horse racing so uh you can see uh tom law and john schapazian go at it uh tom lawman he picked up i think he got two two or three yesterday he had Ooh. malathat and um he had a couple others uh that the that didn't um so yeah he's uh yeah,
3: wow.
1: wow, nice. You nice. had that. You had that baby. I, I, I didn't see. I didn't. I didn't see a paper yesterday. Um, but uh, the uh, the sibling. Uh, yeah, the yesterday.
0: Oh, uh, verifying. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, yeah. uh, the midnight issue. Yeah. yeah. That was good. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. was a that was a notable. Yeah, yeah that was. It's good. 50, I got an 85 or an 86 fire Yeah, no, it was a nice performance. Yeah. One of many of the two year olds. Uh, up here. All right, we'll wrap it up, Sean. Thanks for the visit. Thanks, guys. and uh, good luck going forward thanks. with the newspaper for you and the team. Uh, the rest of the meeting again. River D,
1: River D Stables. You can you can be in you can be an owner uh, with River D.
0: And again, uh, online this is horse That's where you can find the selections. Uh, every day as well. But on track, you can pick it up. On track, you can find out around town as well. highly recommend it if you haven't already uh, perused the Saratoga special. All right, we're going to wrap it up for this edition. One more loose on the lead. Next week, we'll be back. For another Sunday morning to wrap up the season, Steve Bick and Seth Merrill. But as far as today, don't forget, low rollers today over on the front side. I will be playing, trying to rebound. Uh, the first week was very good ever since then. But uh, I will jump in for some low rollers today. You should as well. Uh, don't forget, uh, great racing this afternoon. Uh, you got to beat Bick. Yep. Gotta... Oh, oh, yeah. We're, yeah, mentioned we're, running, that we're
1: running low. We're down to today and then three races next Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Four chances to get qualified to then play in the final on September 17th, which is our anniversary, Tina and I. And uh, she'll be thrilled that I'll, I'll be spending the whole afternoon tracking the <laughs> twelve be races. Chinkattee or somewhere? <laughs> or, uh, uh, maybe, maybe. Have to be uh, in a uh, easy, easy, Andy. You're, you're going to beat me up like Serling does?
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to. I didn't want to. You know, be dull. I was too. You loved that was I went to Chinkattee. You exactly, exactly. You loved that I went to Chinkattee. Sure know I'm back. Come on. You must have loved
1: that we went yeah, to Chinkatee.
2: Yeah, I was proud of.
0: him.
1: Did I talk to you about the about the crabs we got yeah, at, at Ocean yeah, City? Yeah. Oof. Uh, beat Bic, ntra.com slash nhc slash Beat And you pick, I picked uh, CC because I'm a sucker for Michael W. McCarthy. And uh, I think she's going to win. But if you have somebody else you like, pick them. It's a competitive race. I mean, all seven of those are eligible. Uh, so it's a good one. If you beat me and you're not a member of the tour, you get to then join the tour for 10 bucks. And then everybody plays September seventeenth, twelve races, pick and pray. The winner represents at the races. Uh, what a chance! In that Vegas,
0: like a million dollars. One point
1: seven million. Because if you win the NHC, you get seven hundred thousand. But as the beat pick representative. I'll kick in a million dollars. One million dollars. Uh, yeah,
0: and
1: I, and I, it's, it's, it's an insurance deal.
0: John Eunick uh, from the uh, insurance company. He put up the million. So I like Bella Sophia today. So I'm in. I'm, uh, there we go. Right as soon as we get off the air, I'm, I'm putting mine. Uh, uh, and so, uh, and also the day he went to see the ponies go across, it was his best radio show ever, Chuck Simon and I co-host yeah. <laughs> I turned it over to them, That's you good. should do that for me That's one good. day, do a do a, a fill-in, do a guest host spot no, next time you get a chink a <laughs> <laughs> or another tourist attraction alright, we're going to wrap it up for this edition of Lose on the Lead, again, great <laughs> racing this afternoon, uh, it's going to be a great day up here, um, so good racing the weather I think is going to turn out to be very nice don't forget, as far as the morning programming We'll be back Wednesday morning with uh, the uh, handicapper support at 9 a.m., racing across America at 10 a.m. So we'll see you then on Wednesday. But enjoy the racing this afternoon. We'll see you next time. You're watching OTB TV, a service of Capital Off-Track Betting.